already making plans to get out and meet the folks. Has done some of that already and more on the ways in studio with us this morning as we at 9.06 on Classics Today, sponsored by Dr. Paul Brown, MD, Chief Cleveland Sproul. Thanks for rolling out here this morning. Tim, thank you for having me. Glad to be here. And again, that was just, I don't know, a week or so ago. Uh, you mentioned a series of meetings, one of which will come up uh, here. I see it's on the 4th at the East Athens Community Center. You started your job on February 4th, so a month into this, you're going to have uh, what's uh, your first uh, effort uh, at meeting more of the folks. What are these meetings about, a series of them? What are you doing here? Absolutely. So, yes, um, I've been on the job for about a month, but it's very important uh, for me to get out into the community uh, to share my vision uh, of what the athens Clark County Police Department should look like and to hear from the community what their thoughts, ideas, and needs are uh, and their expectations uh, from the police department. So I wanted to begin that as quickly as I can. And so the first meeting is scheduled for this coming Monday, uh, March 4th. Now, by the way, 6 o'clock Monday at the East Athens Community Center. We'll talk more about that. But you're talking about your vision and wanting to know what the community vision is. Uh, those sometimes aren't the same thing. What do we do with that? Well, I've had an opportunity to look very closely at athens Clark County, um, and uh, I do believe that my vision is very closely aligned with what their expectations and hopes of a police department and a community will look like. So um, my vision, if, if you'd like me sure. to... Sure. Sure. My vision is of a modern, enlightened 21st century police department that's rich in diversity. Obviously, uh, diversity is important to me because... Um, uh, people inherently trust other people who look like them or who share the same values and beliefs. So I want to make sure we have a, a diverse uh, police department, that our officers are well-trained and well-equipped, uh, that we are engaging in community-oriented uh, policing, using partnerships to um, get closer to the community and understand what's causing crime and prevent the crime from happening before it even occurs. Uh, also in procedurally just policing, uh, uh, where we're treating everyone with dignity and respect, where we're giving folks voice uh, during our encounters where we're transparent. Uh, and then finally, uh, uh, my vision includes uh, making sure that we're taking steps to build trust and legitimacy uh, with the community to make sure that they understand that we're there as guardians um, to work with them and not as warriors or, you know, overseers in the community. So right, let me tell you what I want. Let me give you my vision. Sure, uh, Police sure. Chief Cleveland Sproul here. I want to be safe. Yes. I want to be shot. I don't want to have my house broken into. I don't want to have my car broken into. I want to be safe. I want my stuff to be safe. And I want the people who are making me unsafe and the people who are stealing my stuff, I want them rounded up and I want them spending some time with Sheriff Ira Edwards down there mm -hmm. at the Clark County Jail. Uh, let's, let's then now reconcile our two visions. Absolutely. So uh, that's part of my vision as well. So high-level violent uh, criminals, criminals who are preying on young uh, p children, people who are preying on the elderly, and people who are using guns or involved in high-level gang activity, absolutely, they need to go to jail. They need to stay in jail. Um, and because so, you understand, people hear those things that you say, diversity and mm -hmm. social justice. Uh-oh, we got no, all these no, soft-on-crime guys in no, here. No, no, no. Trust me, if you look at my history, uh, you will see that I'm not close to being uh, soft-on-crime. I believe that people who are committing high-level violent uh, criminal acts need to be in jail. But people who are mentally ill, mm -hmm. people who uh, have low-level substance abuse problems that are, you know, it, uh, uh, substance abuse is really a... Uh, a um, health issue rather than a criminal issue, those people we need to be diverting toward resources. Think about this. If I take a uh, person who has an addiction to uh, a drug and I put him in jail for a low-level offense, six months later when he gets out of jail, he still has that addiction and he's going to go right back to committing He's your problem again. He's your problem again. If I uh, take the time to try to divert him 
to resources where he can get treatment and get off of those drugs, get 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 treatment. Then uh, once that 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 drug addiction is resolved, then he's not going to go back and do that criminal behavior and you solve the problem. So, you know, yes, I believe in enforcement, but I also believe that our toolkit has to have more than just uh, uh, locking people up and putting people in jail um, in, in order to be very uh, most effective right. at crime. Again, the new police chief here in Athens, Cleveland Spruill. Uh, you mentioned your background. Look at my background and you'll see. Well, let's look at your background. Mm-hmm. Military, first mm-hmm. of all, some time in suburban D.C., Arlington or Alexandria? I was in uh, I was in both. I lived in Arlington, but I was in uh, the chief of police, or uh, deputy chief of police deputy. in Alexandria, mm-hmm. Virginia. And most people know Alexandria from the movie Remember the Titans. That's oh, yeah. where. Yeah. Uh, and, and so if you look at that, they, they were talking about Social justice reform and criminal justice reform. And that was in the what seventies. That was in the 70s? late sixties, early seventies. Uh, T. C. Williams High School uh, was there, and that was all going on there. So uh, Al- in Alexandria, we were looking, taking a look at those difficult issues very, very long ago. Uh, and so in Alexandria, when I left there in 2014 to become the chief in Huntersville, we had pushed crime down to a 43-year uh, low. Wow. And we had experienced everything from gang activity to, you know, everything that Athens and many of the other urban areas are seeing right now occurred there, and we were able to uh, push crime down to a 43-year low. In Huntersville, uh, we were able to be successful, not quite as successful, but we pushed crime down to 15-year uh, lows in Huntersville. Uh, and and so, Huntersville, just north of Charlotte, that area in North Carolina. How big? How, how big is the city? Uh, Hunter, how big was the police force? So if you start with Alexandria, Alexandria is 16 square miles, but it had 157,000 people. So it's mm-hmm. about 30,000 more people than mm-hmm. athens Clark County right. pushed into just 16 square miles. So you can imagine the density yeah. there. Uh, very... Um, uh, it was a cultural and all the knucklehead stuff that comes out of DC. Good uh, yeah, yeah. So we had, uh, yeah, we. So it's very similar uh, to Athens, Clark County. Actually, much closer than Athens is to um, Atlanta. Atlanta. But we saw that same type relationship where um, the larger, uh, close uh, community in close proximity, some of the crime was p- uh, pushing over. But in Alexandria, we were uh, 157,000 people in um, in. Um, Mecklenburg County uh, and in Huntersville, we were only sixty thousand, uh, and and but but again, uh, we were very close to Charlotte, which mm-hmm. uh, yeah. again is a major metropolitan sure. area. How many police and, officers under you? Uh, in 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 um, in uh, Huntersville, we had a hundred and two, and here it's a couple hundred and some. Yeah, and in, in, in Alexandria there was three hundred and twenty. Okay, so. So, so I mean, you're kind of right in the middle. Sure, you're kind of in the middle. There. Uh, in terms of what you know about Athens so far, again, I don't. Know, did you even visit before you, you took yes. the job and oh, yeah. get a chance to look around? Yeah. I know you had a baptism by fire. Your first day was a murder in Athens. I think that was that span where we had two or three killings over the course of three or four days. Uh, I know the first day there was unfortunately a um, shooting. I would like to say that we have identified the people that were involved in that. Um, we don't feel that there's any danger to the. A community related to that incident, uh, and we're still looking at um, putting that case together to determine whether prosecution will take place. First in impression place. of Athens. Uh, my first impression of Athens. First, it's a beautiful city. It has it's a lot of economic development. The college right here uh, brings many added v- benefits um, to anybody. It'd be a great place for anybody to live. But even having said that, it's an urban community, and urban communities have their share of. Uh, you know issues, and so there's 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 definitely some work to be done with regard to reducing crime, improving the quality of life in our communities, and also in um, 
you know, helping to build trust and uh, legitimacy and the relationship between the police department and uh, our minority community and some of our most impoverished communities. Yeah, I've had this conversation with a lot of police chiefs and sheriffs over the years. Uh, you mentioned, well, I know what it means to be a police chief. I know what the job is. Uh, there, it seems to me, and I'm an outsider here, but it seems to me there'll be two parts of that job. One is you're, you're a cop still. Yes. I mean, you can pull people over, arrest them. You do cop things. On the other hand, there is that administrative management. You've got a couple hundred people to deal with. Public relations, come out and talk with knuckleheads like me. I mean, there's that <laughs> part of the job, too. I mean, different people bring different skills to the table, the strengths and weaknesses we all have those. I mean, how much right now would you say I'm a cop? How much am I an administrator? I don't know that there's a, a certain percentage. It just is what, what it calls for at any specific time. You know, uh, certainly I want to be a good administrator, but if we have a major incident, uh, I have to uh, put on a different hat and get out and make sure that we're operationally sound and we're protecting the community. On the other hand, there's uh, work to be done to get out in the community to try to build a relationship between the police department. Uh, and so when I need to wear that hat, I'm prepared to do that. Uh, speaking of which, uh, you know, I, I, we talked about my cops and barbers. Cops and barbers. I got to hear this. Okay, so uh, obviously uh, you can look at me and see that. No, you don't I'll much do, need a barber. I don't need a barber. <laughs> <laughs> Facebook Live so, folks can see that too. So, uh, but you know, uh, in, in the barber, if you think about it, in, in our communities, where better to learn about what's going on and mm -hmm. learn about your community than in barbershop? That's where the information is. Barbershops and hairdressers. That's where the information is flowing. So, uh, and sometimes some misinformation yeah, too. Yeah, but 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 at least. <laughs> But but even if it's a rumor, yeah. you want to know about it sure. so you can address that rumor. So yeah. I, one of the things I did very early on was I, I got with a, a community leader and had him take me around to the barbershops and hairdressers in uh, athens Clark County. We rode around on a Saturday um, and visited about uh, seven or eight barbershops and uh, hairdressers uh, just to get to know the barbers. And uh, and so more recently, I decided I wanted to implement a program that's been very successful in Charlotte and Mecklenburg County. It's called Cops and Barbers, and what it involves is is um, it, it uh, there's there's a small amount of funding that's put aside to allow police officers to go into some of the uh, low income uh, communities and identify kids, talk with their parents, and then on Saturday just pick them up and take them to the barber shop to get mm -hmm. a haircut. Uh, what does that do? That allows our officers to interact with the parent, to spend a couple of hours interacting with the child where they are seen in a positive light rather than only time we're being seen is when we're writing a ticket or investigating a crime or arresting somebody in their community. And it allows us to sit in a place where there's an exchange of information and there's the ongoing discussion about what the needs, ideas, thoughts, and concerns of the community are. Uh, as that, that, that program evolves, my hope is that we can do uh, some mentoring through that. We can do some role playing and scenarios where we can start sharing, you know, uh, an understanding of the difficult job that we do and where the public and community can share with our officers some of their concerns and how they feel about certain situations. So it doesn't sound like really anything formal. It's just something that's going to kind of organically happen. Here, go go grab a kid and go to the barber shop. Yeah, I mean, and that's that's not it's not meant to be formal. It's meant to be an opportunity to create a positive opportunities for law enforcement to interact with youth in our community. Uh, Chief Cleveland School, Athens Clark County Police Department. Okay, I mean, you're the coach of the team here. Yes, sir. Uh, what kind of team you got? I, got, I have an outstanding team. Uh, outstanding uh, team. You know. Um, they they are what I found is a committed group of well-trained uh, uh, individuals, both sworn and unsworn, that do a tremendous job in very difficult circumstances. If you think about the 
calls that we go on that are highly charged with emotion that involve knives or guns or quite often involve, you know, complex social issues that are in the background, things like race and things like religion. And our officers are going in there and they're doing a remarkable job. Last year alone, we went on uh, 95,927 calls for service. That's, that's that's one call for every seat in Sanford Stadium, basically. Yeah, yeah. so we went, we, we responded either, either through self-initiated activity or through a citizen calling in saying, I need the police, 95,927 calls for service. And we generated a total of 55 uh, uh, citizen complaints. Hmm. Now, that that's remarkable. When you think about it, that's 99.96% of the time we were able to get into these very tenuous, very difficult situations and and work through them without generating a complaint. Uh, 55 complaints. If you think about any organization, if they're performing at a, at a 99.96% efficiency <laughs> yeah, rate. I wish our hospitals that, were that, that good. That, yeah. that, that, that's remarkable. Yeah. So let's not dismiss that. On the other hand, though, I, don't want, um, I do want to acknowledge that there's room for improvement. We always should be looking for opportunities to do better. And so... You know, my job, you talked about what are some of the things I'm trying to do. One of my job is to get the message out that our officers are well-trained, well-equipped, and that they're doing a a tremendous job under very difficult circumstances. How's the morale? Uh, We're working on morale. Morale, I'm I'm working on improving morale within the organization. I think they're eager um, to... um, uh, they're eager to learn. Uh, they think they, they know that I bring a skill set that's going to help them move forward. Uh, I think that they uh, they uh, feel that positive things are ahead, so morale is on the is on the you know, Again, that analogy, well, the coach, the other coach had me play in third base. You're asking me to play short. I mean, now suddenly things are different, maybe in some cases. That's what every coach does. That's what every manager does. You move people around, and, and positions change, and responsibilities change, and people have to, I guess, adapt or move on. Absolutely, and they know that change is coming, you know, um, as far as getting out. And so, so for me, the, the most effective way to fight crime, certainly we have to arrest people. We have to have a... A, a, a significant enforcement effort, but the best way to fight crime is to get into the communities and figure out what's causing crime and prevent the crime from happening. And you do is that, that unique you, to Athens? I mean, is there anything that's that's unique to Athens that you didn't see in Alexandria or Huntersville? Uh, I don't. I don't think there's anything unique here. I think uh, what what you have is, is you have young people, young officers who come in, and typically the young officers coming in, he wants to arrest people and put them in jail. He's not coming in because he wants to. He's gung ho. Yeah, and, and and so there's some there's some um, there's some evolution that has to take place with officers. But I need officers who are ready to kick down a door and are ready to, you know, deal with a, a heavily armed, aggressive, uh, violent individual. So we need that in our arsenal also. But we also need, you know, people who can relate to a single parent or who can who can relate to, relate to a person who's dealing with a drug addiction or a mental illness. So you need a variety within your organization. I've found uh, that the organization has, a num- uh, has gifted, talented individuals who are ready to do the job. And they are excited about some of the programs that or some of the initiatives that I'm bringing forward 
to try to do exactly that. Uh, happening as we speak, the athens Clark County Mayor and the Commission, they're having budget meetings. I'm sure you've been involved in some of those already. If you happen to be the one police chief who gets every nickel you want, you'd be the first. I mean, everybody mm-hmm. is wanting more than they're able to get. You're going to get what you're going to get, and you're going to have to work with it. And the constraints of a budget, we all have to deal with that. Uh, police departments uh, know more or less than anybody else. How do you address that challenge? Uh, sure. So, um, you know, I've, I've, uh, any police chief who's looking at a new job is going to pay attention to what's going on with the board and where they, their budget stands. And I, I uh, have listened to the manager and to the commission. Um, they appear to um, uh, be uh, not only willing, uh, but very interested in doing many of the programs and initiatives that I want to do and providing funding for that. Um, you know, so I feel like I have a supportive uh, board, a supportive commission, and a supportive manager and mayor, and that I should be able to get the things that uh, I need. But, you know, the budget is not the only place where we have resources that I would like to bring to bear. Uh, I've since I've been here. So I've what's only, something that doesn't cost money? Quick uh, example. Well, I'm not talking about not costing money. I'm saying other places where we. And you, you, there are a number of things we can do that do, doesn't cost anything. Getting out and letting people know you, talking to people, it costs me nothing to get out in the community yeah. and talk to people, and that's invaluable. But uh, also we have community stakeholders, business owners. Uh, people in the community who are, uh, uh, you know, uh, faith organizations, people in the community who are have resources and are, who are willing to help and bring those resources to bear. And, you know, part of our job as the police department is to facilitate um, getting those resources from the people who have the stakeholders who are willing to come forward and, and assist to the people who are in need. So, um, you know, I'm going to be looking for stakeholders in the community that can bring um, job training. Uh, that can bring, um, you know, uh, 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 programs for um, drug addiction. Um, you know, we in in, um, in in Alexandria we had a program where they had tattoo removal. So people who had <laughs> two people who had a tattoo that was gang related, you could get them in and they could get that off free. Night school. Mm. You know, working with the schools to to do night school so they can get their GED or get their high school diploma. Those are the important. Those are important things that will impact crime eventually. Again, uh, the first opportunity to, to have one of these sessions is going to be uh, Monday, this coming Monday, the fourth, at the East Athens Community Center. We'll get underway at six o'clock. Uh, you tell me quickly. I, you'll make some opening remarks and then what Q and A, I guess. Exactly. I want to. I want to share my vision uh, for the police department with the community, but I also, more importantly, want to hear from the community what their thoughts, ideas, and concerns are, and how they feel we can begin this partnership and, and make things better, not only for the police department, but for the entire community. Again, uh, the new chief of the athens Clark County Police Department, on the job a month now, uh, Cleveland Spruill in studio with us, our first chance to spend some time with him this morning. Thanks for rolling out here this morning. Best of luck moving forward, and we'll see you on Monday. Again, this will be 6 o'clock Monday at the East Athens Community Center.